Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Welcome back to another episode of Fight Game Media's AEW podcast, The Boom. I'm your host, James B. McDaniel, here with my buddy, Kevin Ely. Kevin, how's your week been? Busy. Super busy. I know you've been busy. It's been a crazy week, and we're doing this show a little later than we used to, and it's the one week, like, I wanted to do this show... When I wanted to do this show like a week early, right? Because <laughs> like too. right after our show drops last week, it's like, oh, Cody Rhodes has left AEW, yeah, and that's all I've wanted to talk about for a week. I've been through mood swings, depression, elation. I've been all over the map, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm actually looking back. I'm kind of glad we had a week to process this to process it, yeah, before having to talk about it. And then we had a ratings crash and everybody's like, is this Cody with yeah. Cody bringing three or 400,000 people right. in per week? Could this Ken, be true? Kenny Omega says that he's on a flight to Saudi Arabia. Like it's just, it was just insanity. <laughs> we've got, we've got photoshopped photos, Photoshop yep. photos. We have Photoshop pictures of Cody Rhodes in Poland. Yeah. What is happening in the world a, right now? What and a time. Does, does 2022 actually revolve around Cody Rhodes? <laughs> it might. I think you know? it might. Everybody's yeah. saying, no, Russia's not going to invade Ukraine. Cody leaves AW. Boom. They crossed boom. the border today, Kevin. They Just crossed the border. It. They did. Yeah. Because where are the roads? Cody. Nowhere to be seen. They're, right. they're, the neck tattoo where, was gone. Where are they? Saudi Arabia? <laughs> That's right. The missing neck tattoo. <laughs> this is wild. I did not believe it at first. I did no, not believe it. And I'm going to throw out real quick why. And look, I, and I know this. what I'm about to say is going to piss a lot of people off. It's going to make people angry. I don't care. I'm a big fat guy with a beard. Who cares what people think about me? (laughs) I still only believe this 98%. And I'll tell you why. Because for Cody Rhodes to make the decision to not take whatever deal was on the table, and we, I think you and I probably agree, there was a deal that he could have said yes to, that he had the option to say yes to. Mm -hmm. He is leaving pro wrestling money. Mm -hmm. He's leaving EVP money. Mm Mm-hmm. He is leaving roads to the top money mm-hmm. and he's jeopardizing go big show money. Mm-hmm. That's four jobs that all a hundred percent pay in the hundreds of thousands of dollars at least. Right. right. Plus Brandy's wrestling contract mm-hmm. and Brandy's um her shot of brandy brand, contract brand, yep. and her roads to the top contract. Mm-hmm. That's seven, and her brand officer job. Yeah. That's seven jobs. That's seven paychecks mm-hmm. they are giving up. 
And the reason I'm only 98% believing it right now, well, I'll give two, two reasons. Number one, Brian Pillman back in the day. Mm-hmm. If that can happen with Brian Pillman getting an actual release when he wasn't supposed to be released, anything can happen. Number two, if any two people were going to pull a work of this magnitude, it would be Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. And I don't and I challenge anybody to name a more likely combo. Yeah. And number three. To turn down, to walk away from seven checks. Mm-hmm. This is coming from from a poor man. I'm a poor man. Um, I mean, I, I did get that. I did get that first fight game media check recently, though. So Me I've been too. living high on the hog yeah. these last couple of weeks. But to me, you don't leave that unless you know, unless yeah. you have a right. contract ready to sign elsewhere. And every day he hasn't signed, I get a little more suspicious, even though I know there's a 98% chance this is 100% real. It's legit. There was something that happened. And uh, we'll go through all the different permutations of what people Mm -hmm. have said have happened. But I think the people who are like, you're crazy if you doubt this or even wonder about it. I think that's a little nuts considering this is the wrestling business where literally everyone is crazy. Doing a little ASMR here as I forgot to turn off my phone because I'm a true radio professional. The Cody alerts coming through. It's it's right. The Cody alerts are coming through right now. It's Tony Khan. Been seen in Kazakhstan. (laughs) In a, Who knew? In an, in an airport. That's exactly a right. Turkish, Turkish coffee with a fan. I hope that Cody Rhodes actually walked away from AEW and bought one of those like $20,000 tickets where you can just take any 48 stops around the globe mm-hmm. just to screw with everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to blow minds. Yeah, he should. I I, I kind of agree with you. I, I would say I'm 99, 99, maybe 98. That's fair. But but there is that one that's like, why would you walk away from that? Either, or two things. Mm-hmm. Either walked away from that much money. You don't do that unless you have that much money plus lined up already. Which, yeah, exactly. Which potentially could. I mean, there's a small chance that could be the case, but I would yeah. think that would have leaked. The other you thing is that you bluffed your boss and you lost. Yeah. Which yeah. is also enti- like you talk about and, who who, uh, you know what two people would be involved in that big of a debacle, Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, and Tony Khan. Because we know That's that we, we have seen over the couple of years that Tony Khan is uh, remarkably thin-skinned and does not like being shown up. No, and, and listen, we've we've I, also seen that Cody thinks a lot of himself. Yes, and and. If this is all 100% true, which it probably is, Mm -hmm. it makes me think back on a lot of things. It makes me think back on the long Cody promos that ended up causing other things to get cut. Mm -hmm. It makes me think back on the fact he's the only guy with the quote-unquote Cody Vader that we now have a name for that he wants gifted to Jade Cargill, who if you've seen her uh, recently in her new money outfit, Mm -hmm. may be Batman's strangest new villain. But... um. The fact that he would walk away without a deal in place to me mm-hmm. is insane because like, look, would Vince take him? I think 100 percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just to say I have an AEW EVP. Mm-hmm. But I, ha- I, I have my idea of who Vince McMahon is. And in my idea of who Vince McMahon is, who I truly believe he is, he would sign Cody to a pretty decent contract. I don't know if it would be the the five million people are talking about, which Five million. If Cody, if Cody can get five million from Vince, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I him. guarantee you, that's more than he was making with all these checks in AW. 
But I see him being brought in and maybe they do put him in, in a feud with Roman Reigns and maybe they do put him in a feud with Bobby Lashley before Bobby got injured here this week. And then in three months, he stardust again, because I think that Vince, when people talk about, oh, no, if they're going to pay him five million, he would be on top. And I believe Vince McMahon believes he would be on top. But Vince is an elderly, crazy person. Right. And I don't think anybody could argue though either of those two facts with me. Yeah. And an elderly, crazy person will make crazy decisions just based on how he feels that day or the last person to talk to him because maybe Cody's ego pisses somebody off backstage. Mm -hmm. I don't think Cody survives yeah. pissing off. Maybe he doesn't even have to. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, he he's, I've been saying, I mean, he's walking into a den of snakes if he goes there. Yeah, because and he knows that. Yeah, there's no way. No, there's no way you that can't anyone, no way that anybody who is in the office at WWE sees Cody coming in and thinks he's just here to wrestle. No, right? No, no. He's because there. Yeah, he's there. He's got eyes to being on the next Triple H. I'm sure. Yes, especially with that being the big talk coming out of AEW is was originally. I think the first story we really heard was he lost booking power and he mm -hmm. was looking at this legacy following in his dad's footsteps as a wrestling star and a booker. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, and and nobody there is going to let Cody have power. No, Vince McMahon's son-in-law got stripped of power so in such a devastating fashion it almost killed the poor man. You know, <laughs> yes. like that's his son-in-law. Yeah, they like years ago he his fired son, his son. He, he fired his, his son. Yeah, he fired his own son this week, and then years ago right. his son came to him saying, "Hey, Dad, MMA is the next big deal. Let's buy Pride Fighting Championships." Mm -hmm. And, and he basically kind of got the boot in and ended up having to walk away and was gone for like a decade. Right. Like you can like you can't you can't rely on that company. Even if they give you a five million dollar contract, that contract mm -hmm. is good mm -hmm. until they cut you and they could right. cut you any you're day. On a, you're on a rolling 90 day yep. contract for yes. up to three years or five yeah. years. Exactly. And to me, that's so it's so risky. And OK, let even. Even if he has that deal in place and all he has to do is sign it, and maybe he already has and we just don't know about it yet. Mm -hmm. If that bridge gets burned and if he has truly burned a bridge in AW, and I'm not saying he's definitely burned a bridge mm -hmm. because I think, look, I think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I don't burn a bridge. I wouldn't say that because I think if he's going to make more money, I think everybody would say, take care of your kid, you know, mm -hmm. go put food on this kid's table for the next six generations. But um. Where else do you go? Because I don't think Cody Rhodes wants to go to Japan with a newborn at home. No. MLW he did he, can't he's pay done him anything. That. He did yeah. his time. That, exactly. I think that's how he looks at it. He did his time doing that. M maybe he joins EC3 and Braun Strowman in their <laughs> he's new sin promotion. Narrative. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, outside of something like that, I don't know. I don't. What, what are the other options? And that's why that right there is one of the big reasons why there's still that one or two percent in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. Saying, hmm. And again, mm -hmm. I, I will give up that ghost the second he appears on WWE programming. But to me, if you're Vince and they had bad numbers a couple weeks ago, AW had great numbers. I'd want to get him on TV immediately, mm -hmm. just immediately mm -hmm. and say, look what I did. Look, look who I have. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I, yeah, it, I would. This is a weird one, man. I, I would. I, it was I, a shock. It was, and and we're still trying to figure it out. I, I would if 
if I were Vince, I would make him a huge star right away. Just yeah. shoot a shooter, put the rocket on and Cody. Phrases. Yeah. I think Cody's booking ideas mm-hmm. will work well in WWE if they were listened to. I don't he think they would be. He could be a huge asset for them. Yeah. He can cut a promo like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless he's talking about his, 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 unless he's talking about race. Right. Um, and he's a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. In fact, I liked his wrestling more before AEW. Like Cody mm. Rhodes, Nick Aldis was one of my favorite feuds mm-hmm. in the last five or 10 years. Yeah. It was so great. And I liked his wrestling then better than I do in AEW mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know how it changed. I can't put my finger on it. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and rewatch. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be, he could definitely be a big success there. What do you, but that's what do you, saying, but it's like saying you're going to have strong footing on just, a, on just saying, right. you know, right? because what, they've, so many people I have watched and gotten invested in over the years, whether it's Shelton Benjamin or, or whoever, Mm-hmm. Just to watch him get that rug pulled out from under him just when they caught on fire. Yep. WWE didn't want them to be on fire at that moment. And this, that's the end. Right. The the I think the only exception you can probably think of is AJ Styles. Yeah. But AJ Styles wasn't a threat. AJ Styles was never a threat no. to, to WWE. So there was no reason to humiliate him. Exactly. And, and really, they... They didn't really do much with him until they could just tell that the fans were really behind him. Yep. And then he just sort of slowly won people over a little bit like Matt Riddle is, I think. Yeah. But but uh, to me, though, to me, one of the big questions is if he shows up in WWE, will the WWE fans care? They have a hard enough time getting people to care about the people that are already there. Because to WWE fans, Cody Rhodes was always a mid Carter. Mm hmm. And then they want to pretend, or, or, or I'm sure many of them actually do think AEW is a piddling little nothing promotion full of mid carters. Right. And I think a lot. I think it. I think there might be an there might be an issue um, with some fans thinking he's just a mid carter. But I also think they would be so excited to just stick one to AEW. Yeah. But particularly, like you said, it's a different deal with somebody like AJ Styles. There's no reason to humiliate him. Vince always hated Southern wrestling, hated the blood mm-hmm. and guts. Dusty Rhodes epitomized that. They bring him in. They put him in polka dots. They were clearly trying to humiliate him. Yeah. And like back in the day, I listened to a lot of the Conrad Thompson podcasts, but the first episode of Bruce Pritchard's Conrad podcast, mm-hmm. I believe in the first five minutes, Conrad asked him about that. Were they trying to humiliate Dusty? And he said, absolutely not. And I turned it off and I never listened again because it's a lie. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I know it's a lie. And he's right. a guy who had a reason to lie. Yeah. Because he's a guy who could have been rehired and was rehired by Vince mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at any time. And then after the polka dots, gold dust and stardust. Mm-hmm. Like, look, the Rhodeses were all good enough to get these characters over to some extent. Yeah. But like Vince isn't that's not a that's. Vince isn't being friendly. He's not being respectful to the Rhodes family. And I don't believe he ever will because Dusty Rhodes was the guy he was versing. He was the opponent. Right. He was the enemy, the other. And I think the Rhodes will the Rhodes family will always be that. And I think this would just be an I really do believe he would use this to try and humiliate him. I mean, I do, too. The man made Jim Ross kiss his ass in front of his family in my home, Uh, in his hometown, in front of me, who grew up with him. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, there was a lot of wrestling fans that never got over that. It was Oklahoma never the same. City. It was never, never the same. And so, yeah, it, just you got to watch kissing contracts of men who make other people I, kiss their asses. You know, I, I was saying, I think I, if I had to 
put money down on on what I thought happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would put my money down on Cody basically bluffing. And no, yeah. I, I agree. Now, here's here's the thing. Cody, it got out. It was leaked out that Cody was working without a contract for five, six weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I have no doubt that he was talking to WWE and that WWE may have verbally offered him something. Right. And so he had right. something. I feel like he probably went into negotiations with Tony Khan thinking he had something in his pocket. Mm-hmm. My this is totally my own little conspiracy theory and all that stuff. It's just I'm based on me piecing together. It's not really a conspiracy. Oh, I just think he walked in with Tony and was like, I'm willing to walk away if I don't get what I want. And I think yeah. probably some of it was related to um, control. I think probably Tony was wanting to turn him heel and saw that that's what needed to happen. And he didn't want to do it. Yep. I think that um, Tony probably was not happy with what Brandy's been doing and probably was going to not, you know, move right. forward with her the way, you know, that last appearance she did was a total debacle yeah. and showed that she had no instinct for, for how to None. perform on TV. Zero. So there's probably a lot of things where it was like, Cody wanted, I, I want this, 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 and this, and I have an offer from WWE and Tony probably being Tony Khan and you don't do that. To Tony Khan was like, take it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should take it with my blessing. Okay. I want to do it. I and now, do, but now, yeah. now WWE's like, oh, well, we don't have to. WWE doesn't have to pay him anything to. special. Right now, they're they don't his have to only do anything. Option, and right now, they're his only wrestling option. Yeah. His only realistic one. Okay. I want to do a deep dive into all this. We need to get the brandy stuff. But first, yeah. let's pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you listening to this podcast thinking, man, I can't get enough of these two guys? Well, let me tell you, this doesn't have to be all. Right now, patreon.com slash fight game media, $5 a month. You get an extra show from me and Kevin. You get an extra show from everyone on fight game media. You support me. You support Kevin. You support everybody creating content here. And listen, it's not just podcasts, but there are a lot of podcasts. But fightgamemedia.com has all the best information on MMA, boxing, professional wrestling at every level. The tiny Japanese promotions you've never heard of. There's a freaking show and there's articles uh, right now, I think Fight Game Media has some of the most fascinating boxing articles I've ever read mm-hmm. on the top 45 boxers of the last 45 years. They're so well written. They're still coming out each and every week. So even if you don't have an extra five bucks, go check out FightGameMedia.com. If you do have an extra five dollars, we'd love it if you threw a little bit of that scratch our way. And Kevin, this isn't your only podcast this week. You made an appearance on Brace for Impact. I did. I got uh, asked to fill in for J.D. Oliva. Mike Gilbert gave me a call and was like, hey, uh, we need, you know, J.D.'s, I think he was at a wrestling tournament yep. with his school, and um, which I believe they had, they won. Uh, You're dang straight they did. Yeah, they, they got a state champ. Right there, That's son. right, representing. Uh, and Mike said, hey, can you come on and talk about Impact? I'd, you know, I'd love to have you on as a guest? And I was like, great. I don't watch impact. And he's like, even better, <laughs> even and better. It was super fun to go on there. I watched uh, it first, first time I've watched impact all the way through in probably five, six years. Uh, and you so like, compared it to was pretty fun. It was like just good old school wrestling show. You know, I mean, I was, I was sitting there expecting a lot of like the crazy supernatural stuff that they used to do and a lot of silliness and stuff, but like, they've gotten like really just solid, you know, 
pro wrestling and there were some new characters I didn't know and things like that. So I think Mike had fun kind of explained to me, like, this is what's going on with this person. And this is who I like and things like that. And I'll tell you, it was a go home for show for the paper. It was a go home show for a pay-per-view and I haven't watched the pay-per-view yet, but I have gotten it. Okay. And uh, the next time I get a free moment, I am going to watch the impact pay-per-view because, because Mike lured me on to, to get me hooked on that. And unless I'm wrong, Kevin, there's two ways to listen to that show. There's the free feed. That's right. But that's not everything. Yeah, the free feed is just a um, like a one hour long recap of the show. And then the Patreon subscribers get another like I think we did another about 30, 40 minutes. We actually talked about Cody for about 15 minutes. There you uh, go. This isn't all your Cody coverage, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You're going you're gonna to need to go and listen. You're not going to get that extra 15 minutes. Right. Unless you're willing to to cough up that extra, I wouldn't $5, even repeat. What unless I said you there. give us a taste, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's not fit for the free feed. We can't just put that out there for no money. That's right. So we gotta we got an invitation. We gotta have Mike on soon. No, absolutely. we've already had JD on. One thing that's one thing I'll say right now. We're gonna start having some guests on here in the very near future, and uh, Mike Gilbert is gonna be one of our absolute first ones. I would not be here on this show if it weren't for Mike, Kevin. I don't think you would either, and I don't think we'd be a team. Um, yeah. And that would be a real shame because I love doing this show with you every week, if not for Mike Gilbert. So he's definitely right. one of the first people we're having on. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket. Now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Cody. Mm-hmm. So, Cody, Kenny Omega, and we're going to talk more about this interview throughout the episode because he's had a lot of things in this F4W interview. But one of the things he said, and I listened to maybe an hour ago, I think, mm-hmm. was... When they got started, everybody had a vision for what they wanted pro wrestling to be and what they wanted AEW to be. And he said, look, I had an idea of what I wanted to be. The Bucks had an idea. Cody had an idea. And I don't think he said this, but Tony Khan had an idea. Yeah. And he was basically saying we never sat down and really compared notes on what our idea was for what wrestling should be. And that in the end, Kenny, Kenny said, like, my idea of what this should be was pretty closely aligned to what the Bucks thought. And he kind of he said something, and it was the wording was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Something to the effect of Cody's was kind of like way out there in left field. His idea, right? Like it, it, it called it the Cody verse. Yeah, and the thing is, people have kind of talked about the Cody verse. How everything Cody does is kind of in this bubble, and it's very different from everything else AEW does. Mm-hmm. And that was actually pretty interesting. I think a lot of people enjoyed that aspect. But if that's something he wanted to bring, and like the Cody verse is this bubble. Right. over Springfield in the Simpsons. And and I think Cody wanted that bubble to expand out throughout all of Illinois. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else wanted that to happen. And I could definitely see that being a big, a big, big part of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, think- goes, it goes back to when I, 
Oh, sorry. Finish your thought. Oh, no. I was just going to say I was going to lead into something else. Basically, I think Brandy may have a little more. Dave Meltzer said a couple things that made me think Brandy might have more to do with this than a lot of people want to want to pretend. Right. In which, you know, I can't I can't blame him too much for that, because, you know, if you can't have your husband in your corner. Who can't yeah. have right? So you can't yeah. blame him for for being no. unbiased or for being biased or you know. And look, Brandy is that. not the worst wrestler in the world. She's not the worst on the mic. She's not the greatest in any of these categories either. But she at like if your wife can contribute, you want your wife to contribute. You want mm-hmm. it to be a family thing. I get mm-hmm. that. I get that she wants to contribute. But apparently, and look, a lot of people came out and supported her because mm-hmm. it, it was basically said there was like. Everyone was happy she was gone. And I don't think that's ever true. There's never a situation where everyone is happy you're gone. Um, And and I like that some people stood up and supported her. But and it was the people, a lot of people you would you would expect would. But it does sound like most people were kind of relieved she was gone. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that she was like one side is kind of saying she was off on her own. And that sounds like a nice way of saying of other people saying she was a little standoffish, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. Sure. Just, we're all just trying to interpret right. the tea leaves were being presented. But um, a, a lot of us like I was you heard me say on this show, Kevin, like when she was wanting to come back for, with from having the baby, I thought she she could hang wrestling wise before. Mm-hmm. Not now. The wrestling mm-hmm. has advanced too much. Yeah. You can't have her out there with Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa and right. Hikaru Shida. These women are so far more, so much further advanced than she is. She would stand out like a sore thumb now. Right. And she was clearly, they were ready to push her against Paige Van Zant, who needs to be in there against a better wrestler than, than, than Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. And so I would love, I mean, I, I would love to hear the story of how that came together and, and, and actually what's going to happen next, you know, yeah. if Paige Van Zandt is going to be involved in anything or if that's the end yeah. of it, was it just a Cody thing? To me, you know, that's the thing you can't, I, I wouldn't want to let that slip by because it's too oh, no. great, it's too great an opportunity if right. you can keep her involved. I would, what I would do is hold off on her until, um, after, uh, revolution, if Thunder Rosa, yeah wins then kind of bring her in for like a short celebrity thing and i don't know maybe that's, that's a good not idea great. i like that uh so yeah the thing about cody i had this thought about him of like why why did he feel um you know where the where the fans were weren't with him anymore and things like that and i had this it reminded me of um like an analogy, I think I did say this to Mike on the, on the show was, um, like in acting school, like someone would be like, your you know, theater, somebody you think, Oh, this person's really amazing. You know, they're so emotional and all this stuff. And then after a while, you just realize they can cry in command mm-hmm. and you yeah. think, Oh wow. I think with Cody, man, if he does come back, mm-hmm. I don't know. He would have to be a heel. I think because it would have to be because the deal with Cody is I think the reason that people bought into Cody was because they truly bought into Cody. Like they really thought Cody bet on himself, went to the Indies, proved his worth, wanted to start a revolution, wanted to build this company from scratch. And all his speeches were, you know, so heartfelt, so authentic and about his legacy and his history and what he wants to be and lived up to all that kind of stuff. And then comes Anthony Agogo and he gives the same 
passion, delivery, mm -hmm. and speech about a feud between the Brits and the Americans and racism, all this stuff. And everyone Something. just, and I think everyone collectively realized at once, oh, he can just cry on command. And all those speeches that we bought into over the last year and mm -hmm. a half were just him emoting that he didn't. Right. And so then he just became not credible. Right. And I think that's also a speech that I think at any other time in wrestling history, people would have eaten up. Mm -hmm. But the times have changed and Cody didn't realize that. He didn't understand the world into which he was delivering that speech. Right, right. And um, look, my uh, my best friend I talked to more about wrestling than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And he's a Cody guy. Now, he's a big New Japan guy, loves the Bucks, loves everything about this. But real big Cody guy because he's just like us, grew up with Dusty Rhodes, Southern wrestling fan. And loved the Cody story. Yeah. And he was so upset by this that that Tony Khan would let Cody go. He didn't watch AEW this 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 Wednesday. And, and a lot of people wonder if maybe that was partially why the, the number was down so much, which seems a little ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But you never know. Again, I know, know somebody who didn't watch because of it. Um, I ended up watching a couple days late because I was crazy busy. But, you know, that's hey. I, I I didn't watch. I watched within that that live plus three. I did that, but uh, I, I wasn't there for that uh, that first. I mean, the hours. ratings were down. They were and way they were down. down at a time with start out with CM Punk in the ring. Yeah, and uh, you know, I would have thought that it would have done pretty well, but um, I would have thought it would have started out pretty well because people wanted to know whether or not they acknowledged it. Yeah, that's but, one of the reasons I was like I hated that I was missing it because I wanted again. Day one, I thought this was a work mm -hmm. and I wanted to see what was going to happen. And I couldn't watch live. Mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, but, yeah, that went down to, I think, 863,000 or so, and I believe it was in the millions last week. Yeah, that's a massive drop. I yeah. think the the demo dropped to point three one from around a point four. Oh, again, I'm I'm estimating here I'm within a couple points on all this, but it was still number three, which is super strong. Right. So TV was overall down that night. I think TV it lost was down. two NBA yeah, their, games. Their lead in the uh, Big Bang Theory was down. Um, and 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 uh, on WrestleNomics, um, Brandon Thurston has there's an article on WrestleNomics. I don't have it pulled up right now that specifically talks about how much um, uh, dynamite correlates to the Big Bang Theory lead in. Like when it's down, That's they're so down. Wild when it's me, up, man. they're up. Especially since, like, I don't know. I've like, look, I know there's a lot of Big Bang Theory fans out there. I'm Maybe, not one of them. <laughs> I'm not one of them. But like, just go on YouTube, watch Big Bang Theory without a laugh track. Just do yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it's wild to me the power that a show like that or like a two and a half men has to this day. But it's great because it seems like it was bringing back a lot of women that they had mm -hmm. and then lost at some point. Also, last night I was actually looking up because I'm interviewing with this new. Uh, I'm interviewing with a different network that I currently work for. I was looking up like just network rank rankings. And I don't know if it was the first year ever, possibly 2021 TNT was like had higher ratings overall for the year than TBS by like a hundred thousand. Hmm. They were, they were like, it was the equivalent of one being ranked seventh, one being ranked ninth or 10th. So very yeah. close, but that was a surprise to me. But, um, Hmm. Yeah, listen, I want to know, first of all, anybody listening, do you have a crazy conspiracy theory on the Cody thing? If you do, give it to me. And I will say that 2% chances is a work. That 1% chances is a work. 
whatever, even if you think it's like 0.0001, if that were it, like, like Kevin said earlier, I think he would have to come back as a heel and it would have to be an NWO type situation. Not necessarily saying numbers of people, but Cody would have to be the outsider coming in angry. Whether he had people with him or not, I would assume you would want to have people with him. And there's a lot of Matt Cardona or somebody. Yeah, that's right. Or uh, or pair him up with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, the bread that cannot be toasted, Matt Lee. Which I was not gonna. I wasn't even gonna throw that out until the should have been on dynamite, but I couldn't hold it back any longer. No, I can't wait any longer. I love that man so freaking much. Yeah. Good Lord. Put what is the it again? Belt. The bread that can't be toasted. The bread that can't be toasted. That That's, is his new name. I learned that. Fantastic. I learned that on his match this week with, it was the acclaimed 2.0 and Daniel Garcia versus like everybody in the dark order on dark. It wasn't as good as a match as I expected, but it didn't matter. Cause Good that's man. where we learned he's the bread. He's the bread that can't be toasted. That man is everything to me. I would marry him right now. Put every belt on him. Right. Every belt, the women's every belt. Yep. Like the, 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 the BTE title is not enough for Matt Lee. No. Um, okay. I know there's, here's the thing. There's more we can talk about with Cody. There's more, there like, is. there's always more, but we've gone a half hour on nothing. But That's Cody, right. We were going to spend Matt 10 Lee. minutes on it and we're, we're, we're triple. Yeah. So, okay. So let's start again. There's so much that's happened this week mm-hmm. in social media everywhere. And we've got the Dynamite show. If you want to hear a breakdown of Dynamite, go to the Dynamite show. We're going to talk about Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. I think it's going to be really quick. We'll probably spend 50 dang minutes on it. But right now, the Observer Awards hit this week. It's mm-hmm. a big deal every year for any fans of the Wrestling Observer. Dave Meltzer, F4WOnline.com. Um, and as kind of everybody expected, AEW dominated. 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 Um, I First of all, Anybody that voted that did not vote for Hook for Rookie of the Year, like zero votes. What are you doing? What yeah, are you doing votes. with your life? Now, Jade Cargill is a good winner because I do think she has all the potential in the world. WWE wants her. Everybody wants her. She's even when she's dressing like a Batman villain. But uh, yeah, Jade Cargill is the winner. How did Hook get nothing? I guess two matches. Pro- I don't know. I have, I, I have to confess I voted. I did not vote for him. How dare you? Who'd you vote for? Uh, I'll 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 get to I'll get to that later. Okay, that'll, that'll come up later. Oh, this is seem this is super sus, Kevin. Yeah. This oh, there's something going on here. Okay, yeah, I'll save that for the end. I tell you what, you want to lead us through the awards? Yeah. You clearly you have an idea here. You have a, a master plan. I don't know about. I <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I'll just run through them a little bit, and I made a couple little notes on where the other when they like really dominated entire categories. Okay. So rookie of the year was Jade Cargill, pretty solidly. Yep. Um, most improved was uh, Tay Conti, which kind of surprised me because I really thought 2020 was when she yeah kind of seems a little late. I'm guessing maybe she started her big improvement right after the last yeah. awards or right before them. Whatever the last two years, so I get order, it. So. Like I, I get why, but you're right. Yeah. It was the previous year. Best announcer was Excalibur. Hundred uh, percent. Yep. Best technical wrestler Brian Danielson reclaims his own category. I mean, you can't argue with that. No, you can't. Uh, best brawler John Moxley. Best flyer uh, Ray Phoenix. Oh my god. Uh, best non heavyweight uh, Darby Allen. So just dominating all the different like styles. Yeah, every style. 
uh, box office draw, which was a non-voting category. You can't argue with this. CM Punk, yeah. You can't argue. Yeah, that's the thing. Dave's just taking the numbers. Right. There's no argument. Yeah. Most charismatic CM Punk, uh, which also, uh, I didn't write those down, but several uh, AEW stars. That one, there's. I was about to say several should have been in the running for that if they were. One. Yeah, I voted Eddie Kingston on that. I would, I would, I would have gone Eddie Kingston as well. But yeah, I mean, it is the charisma that draws the money. So yep. I get it. Yep. Booker and promoter Tony Khan. That has been controversial. We'll talk about that. Yep. Uh, best show, um, All Out was number one. Full Gear number two. Double or Nothing number four. Good lord. Yeah. Good Lord. Three out of four. All Out was amazing. Four. All Out was absolutely amazing. And if that bomb would go off, I bet Revolution would have been up there, too. Dude, Revolution was so good until the bomb yeah, didn't go until off. the bomb it was, didn't go off. It was, I, I remember saying, this is one of my favorite pay-per-views I've ever seen. Yeah. And I didn't even want to watch off. that match. I didn't even want to see an exploding <laughs> match. And the exploding, the thing is, outside of, like, the bomb wasn't the only thing that went wrong with that, technically speaking, mm-hmm. but that was a very good match. Yeah, it was. By anybody's standard, until mm-hmm. things, explosions so started not going well. Uh, best TV show is Dynamite and Rampage was number two. Okay. Uh, best interviews, this is where they dominated all five top five spots for AEW. MJF, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, John Moxley, and Dan Lambert were one through Dude. five. And I don't say dude lightly here. <laughs> that is a murderer's row right there. Yeah. And like that's NWA 1986. Good. Don Callis isn't even there and he's phenomenal. There's yeah. so many phenomenal talents that didn't make that list. Miro. And they probably should. That's the thing. They didn't Cody? make that list because they didn't deserve it because those five are so good. Right. Yeah. Cody's great. Miro's great. And they couldn't even crack the top five. Man, Lee. Oh, my. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That man walked out of dark yelling at the camera, asking yep. him if they wanted a taste. Yep. And I was like, this man should be in the title picture right now. Yep. He can't be toasted, Kevin. The bread that can't be toasted. Can't be. Uh, okay. Match of the year. Uh, they had five of the top ten. Young Bucks versus... <laughs> That's something we've talked about, though, is AEW is putting five-star matches on TV, much yeah. less the pay-per-views. Right. Like WWE has not been able to compete with that. Like, especially once NXT was gone, they didn't have a chance. There was no chance. It's funny. You'll get into this, but I've I've, I've been arguing with Paul Fontaine in the Facebook group, Viking Media Facebook group a little bit about stuff. And some of us just kind of go back and forth. It's it's just fun to go. It's just fun to argue with Paul. Paul is a Paul. We love you. And you were a lot of fun to argue. Yes. I love. Absolutely. Uh, but you know it's hard. <laughs> He's complaining about an AEW bias in 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 the growth of the subscription, and I, I can't really argue. No, I, yeah. listen, they, I, I will I will be the first one. Listen, I will tell you people right now, for whatever reason, nobody knows why. Wrestling Observer subscribers tend to be biased towards really excellent professional wrestling. Yes. They also, yeah. can't put your finger on why that would be. Imagine that a lifetime Wrestling Observer subscriber started a wrestling company. Yeah. And wrestling observer subscribers like it. It's it's a it's yeah. a haunted mystery right. covered in secret sauce. I don't know. So match of the year was Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros in the cage. That was a good uh, one. You didn't that like good. that one, was did you? Or not, I, not I, I liked else. it. I just didn't like it as much okay. as everyone else. I don't think it was in my top five. I say this when I first saw this was the winner. I thought I liked. I was that a little match. surprised. 
but I thought I don't think I just immediately thought I don't think that was the best one of the year. Like there were a yeah. lot of good ones. Okay, what are the others? Uh, Omega Danielson, the thirty minute draw was number three. That's a solid one. Uh, Danielson Page was number four. That's what I voted for. The yeah. what the one hour draw. Oh yeah. Um, Omega and Page, the title match was number eight, and Danielson Suzuki on YouTube was Look number at that ten. One sneaking in, I love that. I'm guessing there were some New Japan matches in this. Yeah, top 10. there was a Will Osprey Shingo Takagi match was number two. That was that explains outstanding. And then there was yeah. that uh, the Stardom match that was the draw. That was like so good. I haven't seen that one. I want to see that one. Shingo oh, really Takagi good. has had a hell of a couple of years, man. He has been a COVID superstar. He, and I've I missed voted a for lot him of for wrestler of the year. Yeah, this this he is this has been his time to shine. He's my favorite wrestler in the world right now. And Ooh. he's and I wish I could watch him on TV every week. And this is a, a podcast that, about him. This is a world that includes Toro Yano people. <sighs> That's yes. right. Um, Who I think was stuffed into a dog cage this week. I'm going to have to go look that up. That sounds like Yano. Yeah. By the way, apparently <laughs> he has, according to YouTube, uh-huh. he has his own brand of noodles, his like own brand really? of ramen that is phenomenal. Like everyone who's done an online taste test is like, these are insanely good. So if any of you happen to go to Japan. Yeah. I'd love a pack, pack of Yano ramen noodles. Yeah, one for each of us. We will do an online taste test live on YouTube. Yes, Promise. that'll be our bonus content. for. Yeah, the that'll Patreon. be the bonus content. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we got... Uh, uh, where we at? Feud of the Year was yeah. Omega versus Hangman. I didn't write it's that hard the others, but I know uh, Punk and Kingston placed pretty high, even though it was really short. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Imagine yeah. if we had six months of that. Oh, I know. Tag Team of the Year was Young Bucks. Uh, they're about to get the award named after him, I'm sure. Yeah. And sure. Uh, Lucha Bros number two and FTR number three, which was nice to see. It's great to see. Yeah. You know, one thing the Young Bucks said about how they want to become the greatest tag team of all time, and it's kind of simple and they have their their plan is solid. They know they're a good tag team. I think mm-hmm. even Young Bucks detractors will say they're a good tag team. But all they have to do is not break up. If they stay together. Oh, yeah. In this era, like they will probably go down as the greatest tag team to ever live. Um, because nobody stays together outside of the Rock and Roll Express, who apparently have stayed together now for 85 years. <laughs> and by they the way, outlive. the Young Bucks last match will be against the Rock and Roll Express. Everybody out there who did not vote for Rock and Roll versus Midnight Express on the on the feud hall of on the feud Mount oh, Rushmore poll yeah. by Game Media, you're dead to me. You're simply dead to me. Never speak to me. Kevin, we're going to pretend what you what you're going through right now didn't happen. I don't. I think you did vote for them, though. I, th- I think you did. I. I uh, let's just say I did. Let's say you did, just for the sake of this podcast, c- to continue its existence. Yes. <laughs> oh I'll go and God. revise my post if I didn't. Monsters out there, just monsters. Uh, oh, and then the last category um, was uh, the Fez Flair, and the US MVP was Kenny Omega. Which has I think to be. that's yeah I can't really argue belt with that. collector year yeah. has to be, and uh, Brian Danielson was number four, Punk was number six, uh, Hangman Page was number eight, and Moxley was number ten. So they had five of the top ten. That's you know what that's really solid. And the fact is, I know a lot of people are upset over the number of awards AEW is getting, but right here you've got a major award for great wrestlers in mm-hmm. which AEW didn't get two didn't get two three or five, mm-hmm. and that seems fair. 
again, I assume the rest of those are going to New Japan, but that seems uh, Roman like Reigns fair is number two. Roman okay. Reigns number two. Yeah, Shingo. good for him. He is the head of the table, from what I'm yeah. told. He, yeah, he is the tribal chief. That's right. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to make note of was uh, best non wrestler Don Callis was only five votes shy of beating Paul Heyman, and I think and he that's was only, only because I think that's only because he wasn't around the last couple of months of the yeah. Omega thing. He was only on TV for like half this year. Yeah. Um. It's wild right now how well AEW is doing without Kenny Omega, without Don Callis, without Miro, um, without a number of your tag teams have kind of been on the bench. I mean, not major, but Butcher and the Blade. Like, there's a lot of people who aren't here right now. Mm-hmm. Cody's not here right now. Right. And, um, like, also fine. all these women who, who get recalled to Japan all the time, uh, a fully staffed AEW is tough to beat. Like, they, they like the roster is so stacked. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw this out here right now because okay. there's a lot of other news we're about to tackle. Um, we lost Cody. A lot of people earlier today were recording this on Monday, day later than usual. A lot of people thought we lost Flying Brian. Flying yeah. Brian, apparently not the look, not the sharpest tool in the shed. Not saying he's a dumb guy. He did a big post about like how he basically went to Jacksonville, lost his mind, buying cars hooking up with like the woman of his dreams, buying a house and basically like everything's falling apart and he's moving back to Cincinnati to be with his family. And the way he wrote it made it really sound. This is on Instagram, by the way, Mm -hmm. made it sound like he was leaving AEW. Apparently uh, he went back later, clarified all this on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on Instagram. It just looks like he's left (laughs) AEW on Instagram. Right. I really love the kid. I want him to be a superstar one day, but man, like you, mm. yeah. Now, to be clear, this is exactly something I would do. I would say something <laughs> completely indecipherable <laughs> like this, make everybody yeah. think I'm done forever, and, and then, then come back for it somewhere else on a totally different social media outlet. Exactly. But uh, he, yeah, he is not. He moving, is still in AEW. Yeah. Apparently, he's just moving back from Jacksonville. He moved to Jacksonville to be close when they were doing COVID, so he could be close to the tapings and not have to travel. And now he's moving smart back move. to Cincinnati, where his family is and his support system is. So. All in all, it's probably a smart move. It Listen, just uh, handled uh, the announcement handled very clumsy. We talk a lot about how many incredibly young kids there are in AEW. And when I say kids, I do mean they're teenagers. There's very young 20s like Flying Brian. Everybody makes stupid mistakes and everybody needs to go home and get kind of recentered before they head back out to retake over the world or at the very least Jacksonville, Florida. So probably a good move on his part for sure. Yeah. Um, All the best to him. We've got a lot of injury updates. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, for well, we talked about the Kenny Omega interview uh, yep. with Dave and Garrett uh, early in the weekend. But one of the things he talked about was his injury update, and he didn't give a lot of details I other than to so, say he's not going to be back soon. I was so disturbed by this injury update, and I went immediately to, at, to Fight Game Media and I was like, everybody's going to be losing their minds. Mm-hmm. And nobody was there talking about losing their minds, which I don't understand. Basically, he talked about, I don't know if it was all, but I, I believe it was most mm-hmm. of the surgeries he needed to get that he was going to get to return then to AEW in March, which was the plan. He hasn't had a lot of them. I yeah. know you you confirmed um, before we went live that um, before we went live, before we started recording that he hasn't had the hernia uh, surgery. Mm-hmm. I believe he hasn't had, like, there was something with his neck. Yeah, there were a couple he hasn't had. I wasn't clear like, about the neck and shoulder 
Uh, it doesn't did, sound like he's had most. Yeah, he most did, haven't happened. He did refer to um, doing pre-surgery physical therapy, where Which it was like great. they were trying to build up a lot of muscles, and he was. Right. It was actually really fascinating to hear him talk about like the muscles um, that he didn't even the know muscles were that he weak. didn't know were weak because he was overcompensating for so long, and how he couldn't fire was, his glutes or he, could, he was couldn't relying clinch his on butt. His strengths. He could oh, not clinch his butt. I missed that part. He said had, he couldn't fire his glute. I would have, we would have let off with that. That would be the name of this episode (laughs) is Kenny can't fire his glute. Um, You know what? Real quick, not to get too far off topic. Has anyone confirmed who chicken is? Cody Rhodes has been thanking a man named chicken a lot. I don't think he's referring to either one of them boys. I don't think he's referring to the Briscoes. (laughs) So I don't know who chicken is. It seems like consensus is it's Dustin. Okay. That, that that was something that that uh, sounds right because Dustin wasn't mentioned and you'd think he would be some uh, someone somewhere said it was uh, what Arn Anderson called him uh, back in like is is a nickname that Arn Anderson you know called him that he because he had chicken legs like, he kind of looked like a big unplucked chicken when he yeah. was a kid like he really did and by the way uh, I love Dustin's response to all this which was I'm not going anywhere I like yeah. it here right uh, when Cody left Let's clear that up right away yeah but I and no, also I was, also calling out people who's like hey you don't need to be talking trash about this let's just yeah. move on yeah like let's just keep it keep it moving folks mm-hmm. but yeah so Cody everybody you know he's gonna have the surgeries recover come back in March. It's basically March right now. We're a week away. Hasn't had the surgeries. Not this man's not going to be back before the summer. There's zero chance. I'm kind of okay with it because I would. Re- he deserves it. Sounds. It sounds like he is putting in the. He's one of the things he said was he wants to do all the work. He wants to get it all done mm-hmm. and when, rehab. And he's like relearning how to like treat his body better and things yeah. like that. So i I would rather I would rather wait a year and when have he, him come back a new guy. When he originally listed all the all the injuries that he was going to mm-hmm. be sitting out for, and then he said, I'll be back in basically three months or four months. I thought, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's wild. And this, this, this new timetable does seem more realistic, but I was really surprised more people weren't going nuts over how different this timetable is for the wrestler of the year, 2021. Right. right. Um, I think we have previously talked about Megan Bain, mm-hmm. who has – an amazing costume and yeah. like the most amazing get up. She's on, uh, like frequently on dark, dark elevation yet another in our multitude of ACL injuries. Yeah. And then, yeah. Cause we also just found out Jake Atlas who we thought at first just had a minor knee injury is, is get just got surgery on his ACL. So he's probably nine, 10 months. Yeah. This is a lot of recent signees and, and people we thought were about to kind of make that next step forward in their divisions. Yep. are just all of a sudden out for out for basically a year. You know, and, that's, that's a yeah. shame. And uh, Phoenix was another person we thought might be coming back soon. And it seems like it's not going to be originally, quite that long. Like originally it was like everything's broken. The man right. is dead. Right. He, like this funeral is scheduled. There's currently a wake. And uh, then it was just like, oh, no, nothing broke. Everything's fine. This seems more realistic, a little between fine and death. Yeah, <laughs> a little like, bit. Give him some time. Give the man some time off. By the way, Republic of Lucha on Instagram. It is the Lucha Brothers store in California. Ooh. If you go here, Kevin, you're mm-hmm. going to want to spend eight hundred dollars. Oh, I'm not going there then. Everything. It, they have the most amazing wrestling merchandise you've ever seen. Artwork. Like just the shirt design. It's awesome. Everybody go check out Republic of Lucha on Instagram. I cannot recommend it. I, 
like more highly. Let's I've see never how my taxes turn out first. Exactly. If you get get a nice little refund, yeah. you get a little I already nice blew my merch money on hook plan. merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Which for our next video, I will yes. have my hook beanie ready to go. My dog drug it all over the house to be laundered. <laughs> um, she, of course, also a big fan of Hook. She is yeah. a female. Who so. isn't? Exactly. Um, let's see. So Tony Khan says working on a big announcement. This kind of followed on the, the heels weekly, of the, the Cody major announcement. Yeah, exactly. And this did not sound to me. Everybody's like, it sounds like a signing. This didn't sound at all like a signing to no. me. He said, it's not something you'd expect. And of course, I have a hope. My hope is, my hope was a big thing with New Japan. I don't think that's it, though. That doesn't seem like it. I really want it to be that he bought Ring of Honor. I would love for Ring of Honor to be back, to be a little bit of a developmental for AEW, for Tony Khan to have the library, to have the name all in back, so we could make that a pay-per-view as well as all out. I would. The thing is, that seems realistic to me. It could help them shore up more TV contracts, potentially. Mm -hmm. Again, true TV is just sitting out there, just waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of hope that's it. That's that's where I'm leaning on this one from me thinking, what are the most likely scenarios that would be big deals? That would be great. I, my, the one that came to mind for me was some sort of streaming deal with like HBO Max through Warner. Yeah, to, that would be amazing. To archive and, um, you know, may, and maybe even host. Uh, I don't think they're going away from pay-per-view, but maybe host like pay-per-views a week after. Yeah. Or something like that to, to, to have a back catalog. But he may almost, be trying, But like what you're talking about is actually would be a great step toward that. Yeah, because it would give them a much larger back catalog to put on a on on Warner Media to put on HBO Max. Yeah, and I've got one more bit of information that I think almost guarantees this will happen, and that's that I've worked for Discovery Networks for five years. Mm -hmm. Who there's the merger with Warner Media. I now, for the first time in five years, no longer work for Discovery Networks, which tells me this is a hundred percent going to happen, and all my dreams could have come true, but now will not. <laughs> that means this is it's guaranteed hundred percent. Money in the bank. Yeah, yeah. that's too but bad. Again, I get HBO Max free through AT and T. That's exactly where I want all this to go. Yep, me too. right there. Okay, what what do we have next up here? I've lost my place in the notes. Next, By the way, uh, y'all, Kevin Kevin Ely, impeccable <laughs> notes, y'all. Like unfreaking believable. Makes me feel like. A lazy piece of garbage every week. Not Kevin. No, it's for just you. looking at his notes. Just looking at these notes. Like, my God, this man's better human being. You're a busy guy. Way. This week I have been. It's only Monday. It's only Monday. I'm complaining about yeah. this week, Kevin. No, I'm just trying to. You're okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's hit the let's hit the ratings. Let's go over our top fives in all our different categories. I will start it out with the tag team division. Number five, we've got FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood. Number four. The Ass Boys, the Gun Club, number three, Private Party, number two, the house. It's not the House of Black, is it? What's the it's, full name? They are honoring the Black Throne, the King. Honoring the House of Black, the King, King. of the Black Throne. Honoring the House of Black, the Kings of the Black Throne. I'm yeah, in. Number two. Like, give I me that. They'd be number one this week. Yeah, number one, uh, the Acclaimed. Again, they they got a clean pen. Didn't even have to use the boombox on dark. 
I'm assuming that's a, that put them right where they needed to be here. And, of course, the champions, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. We're going to be talking a lot more about them because they have a match coming up mm-hmm. uh, at the next pay-per-view against two other tag teams, and we don't know who those teams yeah, are. Yeah, it's funny because his rankings basically mean nothing going into the pay-per-view because <laughs> yeah. it's just a battle royal with, 20, with 10 teams, I guess, each. Which... If you're putting 10 teams in, have a top 10. Just say we're right. putting in the entire top <laughs> right. 10. Right, the entire top 10. So everybody has a shot. And everyone gets two shots. Listen, we've got enough people for a top 10 in every division right now. We oh, absolutely easy. do. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. Okay, give us give us the ladies lineup next. Uh, number five is Red Velvet, who I haven't really seen do much lately. I haven't seen her wrestle one time. Yeah. But I have missed, I've missed Elevation for weeks in a row now, which I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Uh, Anna J number four, Serena Deeb is up to number three. Layla Hirsch has fallen. Uh, this is weird. She's fallen into number two, even though she's four and zero. And Thunder Rosa is three and zero, and is number one. So I guess that's some sort you know, of quality maybe, of competition. May, score exactly. Maybe the coaches pull. Yeah, that's the strength of schedule is a big deal, Kevin. You have yeah. to respect it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> respect it. And then Jade Cargo five and zero. Britt yeah. Baker two and zero. But the champion right. never wrestles quite. Champion, anymore. yeah, she's maybe once a month. They keep pushing with Jade Cargill. They've been, have you noticed they've been putting her record on the screen? Yeah, twenty-seven and zero. You, you got to give it to her. She's a fighting champion. Unlike, uh, here's the thing, Dr. I know Britt Baker. Next next week they're doing uh, Jade Cargill and Bunny. I think it's telling that they're That's putting right. her against a heel. I wonder if my theory that they may I, that they may go with Jade Cargill as the scrappy rookie trying to prove her worth instead of the. Every theory you give on this show, I immediately believe because they're so reasonable. They make so much sense. <laughs> and that's not a bad idea because you would think the Hardy family office would get involved. It's a, it, I'm sorry, the Andrade the, yeah. Hardy family office, the AHFO, yeah. especially this is a major title on the line. They are going to want this title. Andrade's been getting heavily involved in these matches. Um, by the way, real quick, Thunder Rose's Kill Bill outfit. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Absolutely Fantastic. freaking loved it. She was perfect as the bride, but you know, in the yellow, the Japan the the Kill yep. Bill Volume One outfit. Yep. Ridiculously great. Um which I felt bad because someone posted uh, you know, who looked better in it, and it was um her Becky. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh well, I haven't kill, seen Becky in that. Becky wore that outfit once, and I was like, well, clearly it's it's the bride because it's the Kill Bill outfit. And yeah. someone was like, uh, you forget about this, and it was Bruce Lee, and I forgot that Bruce Lee was the original. That's the original. Yeah, <laughs> I completely. Oh, forgotten. I'm looking at it. That's how good I'm Kill Bill was. Okay, Becky had a version of it. Hers was yeah. majority black. Oh, was hers it like looks great too. Yellow? Yeah, yeah, it's black with yellow. Um, which, by the way, like I'm trying, I'm going to try and pull this up right now. You know, one thing um, I brought up when they were doing the men's tournament was this Reddit poll, this Reddit tournament. Oh, yeah. For, uh, and the women's is tournament it? is over. Okay. And the winner is a little surprising. And we're now already like three rounds deep into the tag team tournament. So let's see. If you want to go ahead and take us through the men's ratings, okay, I'll, I'll pull this up. Yeah. Number five is Wardlow showing up for the first time okay. that I can think of. Uh, Lance Archer's dropped to number four and probably fallen out pretty quick. He lost to the champ. Yep. Powerhouse Hobbs is number three. And the guy he just beat uh, after these ranking games out is Dante Martin is number two. So that puts Powerhouse Hobbs up to number two going into I was, the latter I match. Liked, and then Adam I, Cole's number one. I really like Dante Martin. Yeah. And I like that he's been getting a push. But I, I did think as soon as that pin happened, I thought this is who should have won. 
is a hundred percent who should have oh, won. Oh yeah. Especially going into the ladder match coming up. I love but, uh, what they're doing yeah. with the ladder match so far when you've just got just Hobbs, monsters. Keith Lee, and Wardlow. And the little bit that Hobbs did where he beeled Dante Martin across the ring and then started conducting the crowd the yeah. way that Keith Lee does. We are that building... leads to Hobbs and Lee. Oh, my God. This, again, didn't realize I needed it that bad yep. until I was watching Will Hobbs in that match. Absolutely phenomenal. Okay, um, I've got I've got both tournaments now. I've got them up. Okay, who won the women's? Okay, so I'm gonna give us I'm gonna give everyone the top five. And again, what this was was they started out with like 32 women, something like that, maybe mm-hmm. 30, and it was vote for your least favorite. And so then they kept going and eliminating people like that. So we get let's see, Ty Conti ended up coming in number six because I could find that okay. more easily than I could find number five here. Um. Number five, Serena Deeb. Love to see her getting some love. Um, and it was it was like a pleasant surprise. Like, I love Ty Conti, but it's a pleasant surprise to see Serena Deeb come in ahead. Number four, my girl, Chris Statlander. Love to see a strong showing for her. Mm-hmm. Then number three, the former champion, uh, Hikaru Shida. Okay. Number two, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Oh. Yeah. Number one. Thunder freaking Rosa. Wow. Won the whole tournament. Nice. Yeah, that was it was exciting to see an upset there. I love Britt Baker, but everybody loves Thunder Rosa. Um, and so that was super exciting. And now we've got the tag team tournament going. Again, uh, R slash AEW officials where you can vote on this. It's always going to be near the top. If you're having trouble finding it, look up user KRIS008, Chris008. And so far in last place. Chaos Project amongst the tag teams. <laughs> Second to last, TH2, which is a shame because they're both good wrestlers. Yeah. They haven't been featured well. They haven't mm-hmm. been able to like shine in any way. Um, and number uh, number three, I hated to vote for them because I kind of like them. Or third from the bottom, number 23, Bear Country. Oh. Yeah, well, Bear Country's out. Know. But again, new right. guys, not that exciting a style. Yeah. And I'm looking now. By the way, they have uh, they have five and ten. They have them labeled as five and dime, and I'm all in on that. <laughs> I'm all in on that. And I'm looking right now, and it's going to be tough. Like this is a like this is a. I think I'm going to probably going to vote SCU next because they don't even exist anymore as oh, a yeah. tag team. Yeah, they shouldn't even be on there. But like this is a strong division: Butcher and the Blade, Best Friends, 2.0, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Silver and Reynolds, Private Party, Young Bucks, FTR, The Acclaim, Red Dragon, The Ass Boys, Men of the Year, Darby and Sting. Kings of the Black Throne, and I can't get the rest of their title. Team Taz, Track Express. What did I just say? Jurassic Express. Top Flight, Varsity Blonde, Santana Ortiz, Lucha Brothers, Five and Dime, SU. This is a great tag team division. Yeah. Good Lord. Good yeah. Lord. That's, it's crazy. They could do a whole – they could do the uh, Crockett Cup. Easy. I would love to see – even just give us another Crockett. It doesn't have to be the same Crockett. Give us a different right. Crockett's Cup, and I – I want to see that. And I used to love they would bring in the Japanese teams. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like, if you want to ask, you want to ask me who the greatest 90s Japanese tag team was, Hase and Sasaki, because they yep. were there. They yep. were there in the Crockett Cup, and they were everything. Okay. So, we've back back to the script. We jumped off there for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, now we are actually getting to uh, to the week in wrestling. Yeah. Which, let's look here. What was your, what was, uh, wait, you want to start with Punk? I'll say this. I was really surprised. I assumed it was going to be a cage match for Punk versus MJF. Mm-hmm. 
Punk chose the dog collar match and he gave a good reason for it. Like he wants to be able to get his hands on MJF. And this guarantees that it's the first cop dog collar match since Brody Lee and Cody Mm -hmm. Rhodes, which Mm -hmm. always go down as probably one of the most um, remembered matches in AEW history. Brody Lee's last ever match. Um, I'm I'm in. I'm all in. Like at first I thought about it for a second because I really wanted that cage match. This made sense. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I like it. And I think, and the more I thought about it, the more I like it. But for one thing, JF up. I love that segment. I love the little, the little bookend with, uh, paying off the very first segment that they shared together when punk, uh, came out and said nothing to him and left him speechless. And he left was, him speechless again. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked how he delivered that, uh, that whole thing. And he was out there, you know, I love that they opened the show with him already in the ring. Um, and he's wearing the mid shirt. He's wearing MGF's merch, uh, available on it, AEW shop. And right. I don't know if you noticed, I didn't notice this until we watched it, but he was wearing some custom Jordans. Uh, oh, I didn't notice CM, that. CM Punk edition, uh, Jordans, red and black. And on the toes were the double fist with the lightning bolts. That's on awesome. It. So like, yeah, I was like, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. If any of you go and watch Danhausen touring the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees facility, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Really, just to see the facility and see ninety yeah. percent of Pro Wrestling Tees facility is CM Punk shirts. Like oh, yeah. ninety or ninety five percent. He's he is by far. It's not even close. Yeah, he's the biggest mover of merchandise. And I got to say, the Lightning Fists that is an awesome mm-hmm. logo. It is. It's a phenomenal logo. Yeah. Yeah, they were able to take that old thing from WWE, the classic one from 2011, and just update yeah. it. It is super cool. You know, Warlow yeah. versus Max Caster was interesting as well. The two heels mm-hmm. versus each other, which again, are we building towards the face turn? Right. Which you'd think if he won, if he won the face of the Revolution ladder match, and if he won the title, and then if MJF asked him to hand it over, that would be mm-hmm. the logical place. That's what Brian Alvarez thinks it's going to be. I don't know. I feel like Tony Khan will swerve us a little bit there. Yeah, it's got to come soon. It's been it's been it's been it's been 12 years. I'm kind of at the point where I'm trying not to call it anymore with with Wardlow. We're always going to be wrong. Yeah, always. Which, which means it'll probably happen. In Revolution. <laughs> exactly. I did. Did you catch the line in Punk's promo as reference to will you be my Valentine? I did. I, I didn't did. I didn't pick up on it until the next morning. I'd seen somebody talking about that, yeah. that idea of. I don't I, you know what it was. I've ended up lately. I've been having to watch Dynamite a day late. So I saw mm-hmm. people talking about it oh, okay. before. That's the only reason I really picked up on it because yeah. of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Back When I day. watched it again, I realized I had two thoughts. One was it was even better written than I thought what he mm-hmm. the way he told that story and why it was the dog collar match and the whole thing about. I loved it when he pulled out the picture of him and MJF as a kid and said, this right. is probably the greatest day of your life. And for me, it was Friday. Yep. And then he uh, built on that with, yeah. this is going to be like, well, well, Matt, right. for me, it's just going to be a Sunday. And it's just going to be a Sunday. And the price you paid to see me on that oh, day is going to be not going to be the price so you much, pay. On, oh. Yeah. It was so good. But at the same time, I was also like, I bet it went over a lot of people's heads because you... You know, not everybody's like watched the VHS of Starcade 83 and <laughs> know what it means when he says Piper had his and now I have yeah. mine. Will you be my Valentine? Yeah. It's like both the brilliant line and a little too clever. I went most of my adult life 
not under, not even realizing that Roddy Piper, it, until I started listening to F4W mm-hmm. with Brian um, in 2005, I didn't realize that Roddy Piper even got a start in Portland. I didn't know Portland had wrestling. I just assumed yeah. it had to be terrible because it wasn't he, it wasn't Louisiana. It wasn't knew, Mid-South. They had Billy Jack Haynes and uh, the Juicer. Man, I was so into the Juicer. I was so into the Juicer. I was like, it, I was... I was an embarrassing kid in a lot of ways, and that yeah. that kind of tells you Beetle everything you need juicer. to know about me. I was all in on the juicer, man. Also, a little too into Arachna, man. But Brad Armstrong could wrestle. Hey, Brad, Brad Armstrong, Armstrong could sell anything. Worker. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could make anything work. You know what? I want to talk about Brad Armstrong real quick. Come to think okay. of it, oddly enough, because we had Brian Danielson wrestle fifty minutes with Lee Moriarty, roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love Lee Moriarty and and everybody wants to see Brian Danielson in matches. But to me, it would be, here's what I don't understand. As a kid, if you would have given me a 20 minute televised match, Ric Flair versus Brad Armstrong, I would have known Ric Flair was going to win, but I would have been hyped Yeah. for some reason, even though the match was really good and I knew it was going to be good. I was not excited to see it hmm. because in my mind, Lee Moriarty isn't at the right level to be going 15, 20 minutes, whatever, with Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. And again, I, d- I don't understand why that's a mental block for me. I don't understand it. And I li- literally wonder if that didn't possibly hurt the ratings. Because as soon as I saw that match, I thought, that's not who I want to see Brian Danielson wrestle. Yeah. It's not. And the thing is, he is tangentially part of the storyline. He's mm-hmm. one of the names Brian Yeah, mentioned. there's a reason to do that match. But a, there is. Everything was done right, and it right. was a good match, but I never could get excited about it That's even watching it, and so I don't I, know why. I had a similar reaction to the Trent Breda and Jay White match. Really? Yeah, which I really liked. I liked yeah. well, both of those matches. I really, really liked. I like really enjoyed yeah. both of them. There, listen, this was a great week for wrestling. Oh, there were just so matches? Many, yeah. Almost all the matches were very, very good. Yeah. All of them. Even even the Thunder Rosa match, which was not good, was still great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I had the same thought with the Jay White match because I thought, this is Jay White. He is... You know he's going to win. It, you, well, yeah. It, but it's also in, you know, in the fictional universe of pan-promotional wrestling, Jay White is nearly unbeatable but yeah. you know in new japan he is one of the tippy top guys and there was even, a time when that would yeah. have been a competitive match in new japan right and that's kind of where i was in my head yeah knowing though in 2022 there's no chance and it was interesting I, yeah it, it was interesting in, in in the commentary they even called attention to it they were like if uh trent if trent beats him is that an upset and they were like, and I can't remember, I think it was Jericho because it was Jericho says stuff like this, but he was like, you know, <laughs> well, if this were, if this were new Japan, there's no way Trent's beating him. But in AEW, I think if Jay White wins, it's an upset. And I was like, oh, the bull crap. Like, oh, you number one, that, I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. statement. I don't like saying these right. two guys are totally different power levels and different promotions. Mm-hmm. You can't. Be yeah. If that, anything, Chris. if anything. They need to be saying, like, I cannot believe we have Jay White on AEW television this week. This is such an incredible get. I've got a hot take, Kevin. Okay. The hottest take. Oh. Chris Jericho needs to go away for a few months. Uh, that's um, He needs to. Serve it up. In, in the ring, I'm not as excited about him. 
on commentary. I don't think he's as good. I think he's stale. Yeah, he's I think stale. he's saying outlandish things when before he just had high energy. Mm-hmm. I think and I don't want to see him go. I don't even no. though like I get it if he wants to walk away. And I kind of thought he was going to at the end of his last contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but he needs he needs a break. He needs to come back as a refreshed character. I'd love him to come back as as evil New Japan, Chris Jericho or something mm-hmm. new. I I need a break yeah. from Chris. Chris yeah. needs a break from wrestling for a few months. You know, go on that Jericho cruise and just keep it going for a while. Maybe have a COVID <laughs> lockdown or two. Yeah. Just, yeah. What? But what if he turns heel now? Like, what if it's like all this stuff right now is leading to him, you know, just going evil on it? I'd Kingston. be happy. I'd be happy. But I still think he needs. I think he, I think he yeah. needs time away because of the commentary. Mm-hmm. I think that tells me the fact he's not as funny as he was. His comments are as poignant as they were. And he says things like that. that I, I really don't think he should be saying. Yeah. Um, I think that tells me he might be a little burnout, whether he knows it or not. And by the way, I just put two and two together in my head. And I don't know if I'm right here. I'm sure somebody listening, maybe Garrett Gonzalez knows. The Jericho Cruise is a thing. Um. What is his name? American Top Team. Um, Dan, no. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert made his money in the cruise business. Oh, he did. I wonder if I was Jericho does his cruise through Dan through Lambert's, Lambert's cruise. cruise. Yeah, which I believe is Celebrity Cruise Lines. Oh. I'm going to have to look this up. I just yeah. put two and two together. That would make sense. That would explain how that happened. Now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why Chris Jericho wouldn't have a cruise. I'm just saying. Right, right. I may have cracked It would make case. sense that, yeah. Yeah. But Sam McVar, Darby Allen was awesome. I really like that. I love um, that too. I'll tell you one thing I'm happy about this week. I'm happy that, I mean, not the most people, but eight, about 750,000 people got to see Serena Deeb take on the woman who I said has the worst gear in the history of professional <laughs> the first, wrestling. That's the first thing I thought of when she when I saw her. It looks like fireman's <laughs> pants with giant. Isn't it terrible? Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Why? Like, why would she do that to herself? That makes no sense. Like, did she lose her fantasy Uh, football league? (laughs) Like, like what is maybe she just drafted all Saints quarterbacks? I don't know. But that was just good Lord. Like, it really is embarrassing. Like, if I if I'm sitting on a couch with a girlfriend who's not a wrestling fan, which I have done so many times in my life, Kevin, and I turn the channel like once. Mm-hmm. I showed a girl I was dating. I showed her some awesome wrestling, like the Amazing mm-hmm. Red versus somebody back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, these guys are coming 20 minutes away. I have free tickets. Do you want to go? She's like, yeah, that looks amazing. What's it called? I said TNA. She's like, go F yourself. I'm not going to anything called TNA. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. And that was it. She wouldn't go. And yeah. uh, I feel like if I had if I had a girl that I'm I, like I am invested in. Mm-hmm. watching the show and I've really got her in. And I'm like, Oh man, you're about to see maybe the best female wrestler in the world. And then, and then this woman walks out, Angelina Rusk risk, whatever with those pants. If that yeah. woman didn't walk out of the room, I think I would lose respect for her as a woman. Right. There's no Look, big bang theory fans sticking around. Maybe. Her. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little hung up on this. Cause I was a big fan of project runway. Maybe that's why I noticed these things, but it's so bad. And now everyone's been exposed, not just us dark and dark elevation watchers. No. Everyone's seen now. For one minute and 58 seconds, we had to be subjected. Yeah. 
I do not remember the beginning of this challenge. Like I know this is. It was just last week. This is only the second one. This is the second one. Yeah. But I don't. I think it just like Serena came out and they told us this is happening. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was ever set up in a promo, was it? No. It just. Okay. It was just announced. I'm always worried my garbage memory just totally forgot. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad the confirmation. No, no. They're just like, no, we're just throwing up a clock. Yeah, we're just going to do it. Let's roll. So sometimes some rookie is going to show up and, you know, I can't remember who some people, some people have pointed out that um, Jade Cargill is the rookie of the year. That's true. That is true. If you were to turn her face and you just see the TBS champion come out and. I'm a dumb man, Kevin. I just put two and two together like two seconds after you said it. That would be awesome. Oh my God. That would be awesome. So then if that does happen, do you, what do you do? Do you beat Jade? Or do you have her beat Serena? Like what? Because if it if it needs I to think, build to a title match, I wonder what, how you do it. I think Serena would need to lose, but I think Jade would maybe need to cheat. Something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Or maybe have her almost win. Again, a Frank Mir, Brock Lesnar type situation, but in reverse. I don't know, because I wouldn't want that to be a one match thing. Even though Jade isn't the best wrestler in the world, I do like her character. And I want her to be this Goldberg beast. I really want that. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't want like Serena to just beat her. If she was going to beat her, I wouldn't want it to be immediately. I bet that's she how could, I feel. They could. I don't know if this would be great. Maybe a draw. Have it near the end of the match. Uh, it could be where she just lasts the five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's perfect. She lasts the five minutes. Yeah. She lasts the five minutes and then and then Deeb tries to turn into a title match and then you do a title match either on let TV me, or at the paper. Let me ask you this, Kevin. Yeah. Why would you ever set up this five minute clock with these rookies? Unless you weren't planning on a rookie to beat the clock. Right. And if any rookie's going to do it, the rookie of the year is the one to do it. Yeah. I mean, it it's, makes either that, it's either that or debut somebody. And yeah. they've already they've already brought in like AQA and I don't know who they Mercedes, would say. Like, like right. there, there's women out there, but, but yeah, there's not a woman. Like Mia Yim, maybe. Like, I can't think of a woman you would just that would it's be a rookie. You'd say that's true. She's not a rookie. Yeah. And your your girl got signed by WWE. That's right. Um, which is heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Yep. What was your match of the week? Do you have like can you name one out? Was it Sammy Darby? What do you think? Uh like, it was I liked gonna be it these. was gonna be Danielson Moriarty. Mm-hmm. But then when I rewatched Sammy and Sammy and Darby, that I was like, this this is AEW wrestling. Like this is uh, yeah. and, and also, a lot of it was how into the, the crowd got. There was a lot. There were a lot of things that I, that Sammy did, especially at the end, that I really liked, and they were subtle. And that is, he sees he sees Darby out on the top rope. He sees mm-hmm. him out, and he knows, like, I didn't do this. What happened? But then yeah. he's like, he shrugs. Yep. He's like, Yep. Like I'm, I'm trying to win it. this match. Like I got exactly. I got to take it. And that was so simple, but it told a complete story with a look and a shrug. Mm-hmm. And. That's impressive for as young a wrestler as Sammy Guevara is, even though he's been going five years. It's kind of like stand-up comedy. Every stand-up comic will say you're garbage until you've been doing it for 10 years. And it's kind of similar in wrestling. Like that really good instincts from, from yeah. Sammy. Even though they probably planned all that out in the head, really good. It was good. There's some scary stuff in it. That that dive that Darby did that turned into a cutter was just insane. I feel like that is an evergreen statement after a Darby match. Yeah. Like, there's always something he should not have done. Dude, ev- I'm just saying dude a lot lately. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, I've had such week. a stressful day. Stressful couple week. days. I'm just totally relaxed. And now I'm from California, just out yeah. of the blue, from Venice Beach. Um, 
every time there's a Darby match, I get a text from somebody like this dude's going to kill himself. This dude's going to be the next Magnum TA like every week, every week. But I love it. I love it. I love yeah. all his crazy dives. I love when he comes out of nowhere. He's always coming out of nowhere. Um, and again, this is one that like this is kind of the romantic in me. I think this is this is a match we're going to be looking back on. Yeah. Like we're going to be seeing this match off and on for a decade, mm-hmm. hopefully. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably just going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, but then we saw Andrade interfere with the tablet after, after we were led to believe months ago that he is such a stickler for the rules. He fired Chavo Guerrero, ran him That's out right. of AEW yep. for attacking someone in his match with that same tablet, maybe not the same. It it definitely yeah. got broken. Um, we've got a new Andrade here. We've got a f- mm-hmm. we're f- like we knew he was a heel. He's full heel now. I like this Andrade. Yeah, and I'm I excited like. to see what we're gonna get. Like, what's the like what the pay per view match is gonna be? And we're about to get into that. In fact, uh, you know, looking at the lineup, let's let's hop yeah. into that. Start with this one. Who do you, who do you think challenges for this title? At the pay-per-view, will it be a three-way? Will it be Darby and Andrade? Well, okay, so it's the... So presumably there'll be a title match at the pay-per-view, and then there'll be other people in the ladder match... To get the next to get shot. The next shot, but they're right. not getting the shot on that show. Right. I would think. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be very fair. That I, wouldn't be I, very you AEW. Know, it seems like probably maybe a triple threat, Darby and uh, Andrade... You know, I, I could totally I see them doing that. I don't. I don't know how. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it would be amazing. It feels like it's definitely going to be Andrade, and my knee jerk was Darby. But then it's like, well, Andrade really let himself get into a three way with two faces. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right. And Darby did just lose this, so you could make the argument that he shouldn't be in that that picture anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then, if it was going to, and I don't even like for some reason I have it in my head, it's going to be a three way. Did they announce that or no? I think they just announced there's going to be a match. Yeah. Maybe it's just Sammy Andrade. I could see that happening because that's the one title. This is the one title where you can walk out out of the blue. Right. You might not even work for AEW and say, I want it. I want a shot. And they're like, done. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason not for it to be Andrade. That's true. I think it'll be at least him. I I don't know what Darby's doing if he's not in there. I was really hoping to see Darby and Sting in the tag scene. I really yes. was. I really was looking for the forward to them I trying would, to maybe go for the titles. Yeah, exactly. It's one of these things where, um, kind of like with Kenny and Adam Page, like two guys you expect to be in the title picture, but when you need somebody else to be in the title picture, send them on a side quest for the tag titles, right? And have them do that for a while, and these guys should would absolutely be immediate contenders. I'd love to see that. Also, I've again, I'm an old dude. I'm an I'm an elder now. I'm elderly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in my um, late 30s, early 40s, one or the other, and uh, like I've always, I've never been that big into three ways and four ways and all that. But man, when I look at the not like what it is, is, no, not not well. I mean, <laughs> or or luchasaurus. It all depends. It. it all depends. <laughs> but uh, I gotta say, when I look at when I see the name Sammy Guevara, I kind of want. This is getting off the rails. Wrestling wise. Purely uh-huh. wrestling wise, yes. he's a guy I want to see in a three way. I want yeah. to see bodies flying off the top ropes. I want to yeah. see chaos. Right. And I think that's why I have it stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I want to throw like I could I could see that. I could truly totally see it. What if, what if Sammy Guevara versus Andrade Elidolo 
versus a debuting Jeff Hardy. It doesn't oh, wow. make sense, but it could be made to make sense. It wouldn't be you that, work that weird to make sense because Matt, Matt Hardy's thing. already in it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's acting erratically. They've been referring exactly. to it. Yeah, they, that's clearly leading to something. I think we all know that's going to be Jeff Hardy coming in. I have not watched. Listen, I intentionally have not watched today's BTE because I didn't want that to cloud my mind over what last week's BTE was. Right. But I believe there's some allusion to Jeff Hardy going on in it. When Keith Lee was coming in, they were teasing Jeff mm -hmm, Hardy. Mm -hmm. And uh, March 10th isn't far off. What day of the week is March 10th? Let's see. So Je It's going to be after the pay-per-view, though. So Jeff Hardy could come in on Rampage on the 11th because okay. the 10th is a Thursday. That's after Revolution. That's right. So it's definitely not Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I want that. <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. There's a few. There's some fun things they could do. With unlike Jeff. Matt. Like, I could be wrong. But in my mind, unlike Matt Hardy. When Jeff Hardy walks, it doesn't look like he has fake legs. It doesn't yeah, look like it's not like Hill he's like a circus ring. guy walking on stilts. It is painful for me to watch yeah. Matt Hardy walk. It is painful because I look. I've had back issues before. I've had I've had a bum knee before. I know what I'm seeing, and it is pain. Right. It I is don't think bone his glutes on are bone pain. No, yeah. his none zero. Nothing's firing in his glutes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so we, we know we about Jade. Yep. So we don't know what her title match is going to be. We but don't know I, what that's going to be. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm going to might call that shot on Speed you and think, Serena. Now this isn't fair. What I'm about to say isn't fair at all. Okay. Because the TNT title is defended everywhere. Do you think yeah. the TBS title should only be defended on TV, if not only on TBS? Are you cool with like it's just a name? Like let's do it everywhere. Kind of uh, like the TV title, I believe, was defended on pay per views at times. It was, yeah. But that's one that's like to me, it's like Stevie Tyler should be on TV. But I, it was I think on TV. generally, I think generally, you're good. I I'm good with it being on pay per view when it's a really big match. But okay. I, I I do think it should be defended pretty often. And I'll the, say this on the show on the network that it's they do a great job week. of that with both of those titles. They really do. Like for a little while, they had them flip flop for which was they did didn't annoying they? Yeah. to me. But so we we have a title, we have a world title match. And yep, Paige and Cole. Before we started getting teased for this a few months ago, I'd never really thought much about that matchup, but I'm excited about it. Like I said, Adam Cole's my favorite of the new signees simply because he's out there and he's doing it every week. He's a phenomenal wrestler, even though the internet is not happy with his physique right now at all, which has led to some amazing photoshops, some phenomenal photoshops. <laughs> but him, also his size. Yeah. Adam Cole isn't the biggest guy in the world, but right. he's bigger than Adam Cole and... um. Yeah, Adam Page, a lot know. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, for whatever reason, this just feels like the right matchup. Like, this feels really good. Mm -hmm. And if if the plan is for Kenny Omega to take this title off Adam Page, Adam Page is going to have a longer run than we initially thought he was going to have. Mm -hmm. He could but have that run we hope he does. But Exactly. Because and, and again, there was like that first month. Everybody's like, they're, they're like, they're not giving us what we want. But like, mm -hmm. when when do like. When do we have face champions coming out and cutting promos every week? This man has has defended this title, I think, three times now already. Mm -hmm. Or was Lance Archer number two? It was Archer was number three because we had number the draw. Three. We had the we had the two Danielson matches and Archer. Yeah, and now this is number four. Mm -hmm. That's a great run for a guy who's had this title of not that long, like three months maybe. Yeah, like 
for for a world champion, like that's pretty solid. Someone, and it gets it, phenomenal competition. And I think someone pointed out like his if you count the match where he won the title, yeah. His average like Dave star rating is like four point seven five for you go. for his title matches. Like Every, that's ridiculous. It could be even seems, higher than that. I can't remember. I'll look at it. I up. Get, look, I get Brian Danielson is arguably the the greatest wrestler alive today, for sure. And CM Punk is a big deal. But the idea of not including Adam Page, like, look, I don't think he's the best wrestler in the world, but he is one of. He is. And to, to see people like totally disregard him as even in that conversation is frustrating because all he does is have great matches. And the fact he had he had the highest ranked tag team match in the history of professional wrestling as tag team champion, then to go on and have these incredible matches with Brian Danielson, each one very different with phenomenal stories, a killer match with Lance Archer. And this is going to be, this is going to be great, man. This is going to be a great match. Yeah. He is, he, all he's doing is delivering. Um, Do they have him on TV as many times as they should? Absolutely not. They should interview him more, especially I think when he's covered in blood, because it just reminds Mm -hmm. me, he looks like Magnum TA covered in blood. It wouldn't take much. No, it's so easy to take this to the next level. So his so the star rank so the he five point five stars for the when he won the title, mm-hmm. five stars for the draw, okay, four point seven five for the match where he beat Danielson, and four point five for the Texas Death Match. Look at this man just mailing it in, phoning it in, yeah, with a paltry four and a half stars. <laughs> if well, before that match, yeah, his average was over five. Mm-hmm. Before the four and a half star yeah, match. Right. That brought him down. Yeah. Like now his average is a that, that would make his average over four, seven, five because the five, five and the four, five, he average out to a five. Mm-hmm. Then he had a five. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's just under. It's just under. Just like, under. It's ridiculous. I could be wrong on that. My math is terrible. No, I think I think it's solid. I think you did it right. Yeah. Um. So we've got Jurassic Express in a triple threat tag team match. Really hope proud and powerful are in there. Me too, and I I really hope so because I what oh. I don't want to become is is go from Jericho's background guy to Eddie Kingston's background guys. Yeah, we've got they, a list of all the all the tag teams in that thing. Let me see. Oh if I yeah, it up. they're in the in the uh, in the first one. I put it in there somewhere in the notes. Oh, it's right below. It's in the oh, okay. for next week. Uh, How dare you? They were F- um, they were teasing. Red Dragon and Bucks winning one each. That would be, I mean, that would be phenomenal. Like, that's a great story. That'd be a great story. Now, there's some part of this that's, uh, if we go through the list of names, presumably most of those teams would be in the second one, too. Yeah. But I think they're torturing you because in the second one, it's a casino battle royal, which always has a joker. Right. Which Hardys could be Hardys, could be the Briscoes. Well, it can't be the Hardys because it's before. That's right. Before he, yeah. Briscoes confirmed to AEW. <laughs> I'm stealing WrestleTalk's gimmick. Finally going to come scoop them. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Um, So this is a great list. Like, I would like to see almost every one of these teams. I don't dislike Private Party. Not interested in them right now. HFO is dead to me. Um. Yeah, but the Young Bucks would be amazing. I always want to see Silver and Reynolds. It's not going to be them. It's not going to be Butcher and the Blade, although that would be great. It's great to have the Butcher back. 
um, 2.0 I would love. But listen, we I think FTR is in the mix. Santana and Ortiz are in the mix. Best friends are kind of in the mix just because they've been in big programs. Red Dragon is in the mix and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't think any of these teams are in the mix Mm-mm. outside of whoever is going to be the Joker. Right. And it's probably not going to be FTR. It would be great, but they just don't. It doesn't feel like that's in the plans at the moment. Yeah. Um. I, I would like to see more FTR. I really would. I'm wondering if the um, honoring the House of Black Kings of the Black Throne will be entered in, being that they are the number two ranked tag team. I swear I saw them in the graphics for this match. I swear in the graphics I saw them. I think they are in this group. I'll go look it up. Yeah, go look that up. And um, I'm wondering what, you know, um, Hit Row would be a possible tag team that could debut. Again, the, the two mm-hmm. members of those that are eligible for AW. I, I'm wondering if me. Swerve's going to show up in the uh, Face of Revolution match. That would be great, too. That'd oh, be he'd amazing. be so good in that match. I, I really hope we get Swerve. I really hope they get Swerve. Um, cause nothing's guaranteed again. Impact is going to get some people. Some people are going to go to new Japan, but, um, something just hit me, Kevin. This mm-hmm. is out of left field. It's about the trios division when it happens. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think FTR and, um, and the chairman, Sean Spears. I don't think that's the ideal team. I think the ideal team is FTR and Tully Blanchard with Tully never getting tagged in ever. And FTR showing <laughs> they're so damn good. Yeah. You don't need three people. That's what I want to see in that, that trio's would be division. That'd be FTR. the Jeff Hawkins dream dream team right there. Oh, my God. Right? Um, by the way, Jeff Hawkins, so close. Yeah. Poor one out. Bengals were so, so close. I swear they got robbed with that call. Yeah, they did. They gave... Oh my God! They had 18 tries at 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 the end zone. That is a very Saints thing to happen to them. I believe it's because Louisiana was supporting um, your quarterback. Yeah, what happened? They be owing them Roger Goodell there. Yeah, Roger Goodell hates Louisiana. Have you found the graphic yet? I did. Uh, Are they in? Powerful are in with their makeup. I don't okay. know if that's, but I don't, I don't see them in this graphic. But it's the one I, I might have just the one they tweeted it. that night. Okay. There was a graphic for their match with uh, Pack and Penta. This maybe merged them in your mind. And the rumor is Buddy Matthews is Buddy coming. Matthews, and he's going to be the yeah. third member. Which, again, we all thought it was going to be Pack. Was not Pack. I'm glad it wasn't Pack. Um, let's see. But again, we need to know. Uh, like, I guess that's how you bring back Ray Phoenix is you have Buddy Matthews interfere. Three mm-hmm. on three. That's you the got next a, step. Then you got your trios. Then you got your trios. My God, that would be a great. That would be a phenomenal way to introduce the division. Yeah. Um. Who? So did, we already talked about the CM Punk, MGF yep. dog collar, Britt Baker, and Thunder Rosa for the women's title. That's finally. pretty much all we know right now. Yeah. Now, finally. Okay. Over a year. Let me pull this up real quick because there are some other matches. I think Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho is going to happen at this pay per view. Yeah. I think that's going to be added, and I think it's long past due. Let me pull up this AW roster because there was a couple of other people. There were a couple other matches that felt like they were coming. Mm-hmm. But of course, my mind is blank here. Um, well, House of Black, if they're not in the tag teams, would probably need something. Yep. And I don't I, I don't so. know if Phoenix would be ready by then, if they could do that six man by then. 
Right. That would be pretty great. If I feel like the gun club's about to go away for a while. Like they had their big mm-hmm. thing, just like Ryan Pillman did in Cincinnati. They're about to go yep. go away. Um there's gonna be there's gotta be something involving best friends just because of all that's been going on lately. Um Yeah, you think Jay White Punky Vice. Jay White's got to be on this show, Jay right? Jay White's like, everywhere right now. So yeah, he, he's got you know, to be. He, he just did a big thing in uh, the Impact where he mm-hmm. turned on uh, turned on the Gorilla's Destiny. Oh, because uh, he, he was a he was a he was a he came in as a face in Impact, right. and then he turned in the, on the pay per view, and so now he's with uh, Anderson and Gallows, and then he was also on Strong. That's awesome. He was he was on three shows in one week. And I, a lot of people are wondering if there's a big I think there was a fourth, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't think of what it would be. Because I saw somebody post about this. Unless they were talking about Dynamite and Rampage. Look, he's He's got maybe so. Maybe that was it. Um, I bet that was it because that was like two completely separate channels. So he's mm-hmm. been on like four different um, networks. Um, Jay White's got to be on this show in some capacity. Um, whether it's that's against Rapungi Vice in some way or just something totally different. Um, I feel like we're gonna have do we have we hold on, let me pull this. Where are we? Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, most likely, oh, right? My gosh, how'd we miss that? Yeah, because I don't think that's been announced, has it? No. They but they alluded to it with the yeah. this is and gonna then be I a, love the way that they left it where they could still go either way. Because I yeah. like how Moxie was like, yeah. I'll never team with someone until I've spilled blood with them. I love it. So after the match, we'll find the out. match. They'll either so, feud or they'll start teaming. This is a pay-per-view that doesn't have that one, that one big match. that's like the whole draw, but this is maybe top to bottom. One of the more, like just every match is really mm-hmm. good. Like CM Punk MJF dog collar match. Anything could happen there. Yeah. The face, the revolution ladder match. Anything could happen. Thunder Rose. I think most of us think Thunder Rose is going to win this title. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy feels like a guy who can lose that title and win it back at any time. Yep. Uh, feels like big things are happening with Jade. Maybe this could be, end up being a Serena Deeb rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of great stuff. House yeah. of Black, Kingston Jericho. Like, there's a lot. Although we're going to get Kingston Jericho on Dynamite this this week, right? Well, a face to face confrontation. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Jade Cargill versus the Bunny. That's going to be good. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then Andrade versus Sammy on Rampage. And I think that'll that that'll tell us. We will learn yeah. on Rampage what's going to happen with Sammy at the pay-per-view. Has to be. And that makes me think it's definitely going to be Andrade, yep. if not somebody else as well. I got to tell you, man, Battle of the Belts could have been something great. Could have yeah. been great. This last one, not crazy impressive. No. And this next one is going to be just recorded with Rampage. Right. And which tells me that's not going to be anything special. That's one of the big, I got to say, they've dropped the ball on a few things throughout the year. Tony Khan definitely has some flaws mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, he's a very new booker. But man, the Battle of the Belts is the biggest disappointment, I think, for me personally. Like I expected, I expected Clash of Champions. Yeah. And we're not going to get just got another Clash episode of Rampage. Exactly. Just a second episode of Rampage. Which isn't bad. It's, it's not just the worst, not... but it, like it could have been so much more. It could have right. been so much. It's, I, I really like the idea when they presented it of three hour show, two hours on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the worst idea. You get more, more wrestlers, get more reps. 
everybody can watch on YouTube. You can put in a lot of Japanese rest stars since they could be then their home. The people in their home mm-hmm. country could watch for free wherever they are. Just a lot you could have done with it. Now we're not getting any of it. Yeah. Well, we've been. Maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe they'll figure something. Maybe they'll. Out. Maybe they'll fix it. Yeah. Okay. So we're deep into the show. We're an hour and 37 minutes in. To to be honest, that's actually not as late as I thought it would be considering the things we talked about. I thought the Cody thing would go an hour and and it could have. Let's talk about what should have been on Dynamite. My one thing on Dynamite, you alluded to it very shortly and or very little bit before. A little earlier. A little earlier. Uh, My vote for WON Rookie of the Year, Quinn, Quinn McKay. Uh, made her debut. Was, made her debut on NXT Level Up, the replacement show for 205 Live as their host. Not even NXT. Not even, Not NXT. even NXT where it's yeah. nothing but new people. And to make it even more painful, I saw the photo of her and saw the video of her introducing herself on her Twitter. Uh, they're doing exactly what I wanted them to do with her, what I said. So I had, if you go back to our Patreon show where we talked about the State of the State of the Union, who are the people that we think should be signed? My number one was Cody. Yep. And my number two was Quinn McKay. And Tony Khan let me down twice. And I think I'm actually more upset about Quinn McKay than I am Cody. You got me excited about Quinn McKay. You got me excited about her. And it kills me that they that they got her. And I get it. Like, if you are a young, listen, if you're a young female in professional wrestling, there's really not a reason. The only reason not to go to WWE is that they're firing everybody. Right. But they have a phenomenal women's division. And if you get hot, like you could end up in the top, you can end up very near yeah. the top very quickly. Yep. It might have been the better decision for her financially. It might have been. But oh. I'm sure it was. A, I'm sure it was. I'm, it, she, it, I'm sure it's what she wanted, which is great. Yeah. But that just seeing that they, you know, they didn't do the nerdy gimmick that ROH was doing. She was yep. just cool, but she still got her own style. Yep. And the way that they seem like they're letting her be herself is very depressing because I think that, you know, eventually they'll figure out she can wrestle and they'll put her on NXT 2.0 and I'll right. have to watch that show, oh. which I don't want to do. I mean, at least you get to see Braun Breaker. That's true. But, like, come on, man. Um, Mine, look, not the best match in the world. Definitely not the best match. But the bread that can't be toasted is mine. You've got to go watch (laughs) A.W. Dark, not today's episode or whatever, last week's episode. Mm -hmm. The match begins at like the 31-minute, 58-second match. The Dark Order versus the acclaimed 2.0 Daniel Garcia. That's where we get the debut, I assume, unless it started on Elevation or something the week before. The debut of the bread that can't be toasted. Matt Lee is a freaking star. He's not the tallest guy in the world, doesn't have the best nope. build. He should. They should be getting him ready to be a star in some way. I don't know how you do it. I don't care. Get it done, AEW. Get it done. I need more Matt Lee. We need, like, Matt Lee is the one guy. I think he has a better shot of breaking into that top five promos than Miro. And Miro's awesome. Yeah. Um. I, I, I hope we see him in that top five next year. He's phenomenal. I got, like... Um, I did not get to watch all the blogs I wanted to watch a little bit of Thunder Roses, which the very beginning of Thunder Roses this week is really interesting because you get to see her in her garage with three of her trainees, 
like working through a, a particular wrestling move. Okay. And it's and it's really fascinating. Just that first two minutes of the show, watching watching how she's training them in this move. The best way to get your opponent up, the pros and cons, literally of hand grips when your hands are wrapped around somebody mm-hmm. to get them up and get them back. Oh, I'm it's a sucker like, for that kind of stuff. Exactly. I would like to watch that all day. Just like yeah. I was going to say earlier, people watch CM Punk promos. They want to watch the match. I want to see his right. process. I want to see the process yeah. he did to, to write that promo. Right, right. Because like, he's sitting around with three by five cards. Yeah. Like, I want to know. But it's I really like stuff like that, and I think you will too. That's definitely worth checking out as well. I didn't get as much. Uh, I didn't get to take in as much this week as I wanted to. Though. I've been hesitant to watch the Thunder Rosa blog just because I don't want my wife to see the thumbnail show up in my search history. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's dangerous. <laughs> like apparently the fans started talking about butts, and Thunder Rose is like, just, "I've got yeah, one of those. Right. Let's go. Let's <laughs> effing go." And she's just all in. There's not a butt thumbnail this week, so it makes me think okay. next week. Next week, it's going to be a double. Yeah. It's got to be a double next week. Yeah. Um, I think we've already the talked about firing. Exactly. That should be the name of her show, Kevin. That should be the name of her show. Yeah. Um, were they in San Antonio this week? Was this the week or was that next I week? Went, I think it's next week. Okay. Because next week, Thunder Rose's blog, as in this week, right now, the plan is she's picking Dan Housen up from the airport, oh, taking right. him to the Alamo to do the dance. Yep. And then they're going to eat tacos. And uh, I'm excited about that. So this week feels like a can't miss for her blog. I couldn't do Ethan Page's blog again. I couldn't I couldn't make that yeah. happen in, in my heart. Um, also, I haven't been able to get into Sammy's blog. One thing I want to say real quick to what you were talking about earlier, I tried to get back into Impact during um, like during the deep pandemic, deep mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. And they were horrible without fans. And I felt yeah. like the only reason they weren't lining up the wrestlers like AEW was doing it is because AEW was doing it. And I really well, wish they had. Yeah. Because I was really into what was going on. We were getting AEW guys there every week. Look, I know a lot of people in our in our group don't like the Good Brothers. I love the Good Brothers. I hate the Good Brothers. Oh, they're so Southern fried. But I like New Japan Good Brothers. I like New Japan Way Good more than AEW yeah. Good Brothers. Like, Nothing but masturbation references isn't what I want out of my monster right. heel tag team. That's not what I want. I was a fan of the Danglies, however. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, hey, like there was know, a lot of reasons. They were in new. Their pay per view was in New Orleans. I came real close. Weekend. I came real. Apparently, close you probably could have just walked in and just said, "Yeah, that's the thing." Like, to let you in. Like, uh, like I was talking to somebody about getting press passes. Apparently, I could have. Um, but then it's just like, listen, right now. Like yeah. New Orleans is never the safest city. I've been right. stabbed there. My truck was stolen. Those are the prices you pay to enjoy New Orleans. Yeah. Those are all acceptable trade-offs. Right now, everybody's getting murdered in New Orleans. Like, mm. everybody. And I like I hated doing it. I'm like, I don't even think I can go to Mardi Gras this year. That's my favorite thing every year is basically spending an entire month down there. Yeah. I don't feel like getting murdered. But apparently, it would have been totally safe at AEW, at Impact. Because no one was there. Nobody was there. <laughs> nobody. Listen, I... I don't live super close to New Orleans, but close yeah. enough. I have seen no wrestling fans talking about Impact. I've seen no advertisements. Because you know what I would do if I were Impact? I was having a pay-per-view in, in, in New Orleans. I would buy up TV time during AEW mm-hmm. for the surrounding area codes, including right. me, and try and sell the tickets. And there was nothing. And I... It's like, man, I don't know what's going on there. And that's a shame because, like you said, it seems like they're doing good things. They've got good wrestlers. 
Yeah. By the any word on Josh Alexander yet? I don't think we know where he's going. Or no, if he's just in Canada. His, uh, when his job expired, his visa expired. Oh, that's right. And so, yeah. It's, if it, it really feels like we should have a better way to do that by now, you know? I know. Well, that's what that's what I said to Mike. I was like, I, it seems like they would, you know, be on top of that. You know, I don't know if they just didn't know that that was going to happen. And Mike yeah. was like, well, they are a Canadian-owned company. You'd think they would know. You'd think. <laughs> this is a company. Here's the thing. I have impact. I have legitimate like impact trauma. This company was told by the TV network that was funding them, that owned them. You cannot hire Vince Russo. Right. So they hired Vince Russo and kept it a secret. Like an episode of Scooby-Doo. This man is skulking around in a trench coat with a Nixon mask. I don't know what's going on. And then they just, it just it comes out if not for those darn kids. If not for those darn kids. And a company that would do that lose their TV because they secretly hired the only man they were told not to hire, <laughs> a man who no one should hire unless you're running like a garbage company. Right. And I mean like a garbage pickup yeah. company, not just your average garbage wrestling company. It's like, like the it's Garden hard. of Eden. And I know it's different. Just don't eat this tree. It. Just don't eat this tree. Exactly. There's and different no. people running it, different wrestlers. Yep. But man, I wish they I really wish they'd do a whole new name. Like not TNA, not Impact, something totally new. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary. Impact 20 is their like logo right now. And 20 in 20 years, years they outlasted it, Ring of Honor. That's wild. In 20 years, Kevin, they've had Sting. Yeah. They've had Hulk Hogan. Yeah. They've had Ric Flair. Mick Foley, they, Bischoff. They, everybody. They had everyone and they made everyone the most average person you've ever seen. And in that 20 years, the best moment. Of all time, was Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. God, God bless you, Jay Lethal. We need yeah. more of that charisma right now in AEW from you, from Lee Moriarty, from so many people. They should they should put Jay Lethal with Andrade, and have it be where Andrade thinks it really is Ric Flair. That would be great. Have have a, have Jay Lethal be a spokesperson because his English right. isn't that great, and you right. can just have Jay Lethal saying total nonsense. Yes. Also, as Ric Flair, and 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 he would just constantly refer to him as Ric Flair. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. In the good Lord, that's brilliant. And by the way, I don't want to bury Impact too deep because listen, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, awesome. Oh like, yeah. The the Motor City Machine Guns back in the day, freaking awesome. They used to have some phenomenal wrestling. AJ Styles, Young Christopher Daniels, yeah. I think if he wasn't in WWE, best in the world right now. He's who I really would like to see escape there at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christopher Daniels. They had so much great talent. And it felt to me, I remember back in the day thinking, like, they seemed to be able to, like, at any given time, they had one awesome thing going. Whether it was Samoa right. Joe, Joe's going to kill you, or it was, um, oh, she married a chef, a uh, wonderful female. Gail Kim. Gail Kim. Gail Kim was having some awesome feuds back mm -hmm. then. I think it was Gail Kim, Austin Kong, Austin Kong was the yeah. big one. But it was like when that would happen, Samoa Joe wouldn't be doing anything. Right. The Motor City Machine Guns would get in a hot feud and Gail Kim's right. not doing anything. Yep. And it always felt like they only had one good thing. They can only keep one time. plate spinning, yeah. Exactly. When you want multiple plates spinning. And um, I don't know why I'm talking about Impact. No. We're an hour and 50 minutes in. <laughs> Everybody, just, yeah. fightgamemedia.com. 
Uh, if you got an extra five bucks, go join the Patreon to find out everything that Kevin had to talk about with Mike on Brace for Impact this week. And uh, listen, I think this is going to be a really fun week in AEW, and I can't wait to be back here next Monday talking about it all with you guys. Have a great week, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.